Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget Bay. My guest today is Kelsey Budd, who played basketball at Bradley University from 2010 to 2014. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bridget. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. So now, Kelsey, you were born in Las Vegas, which sounds amazing, but you grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> so how old were you when you made the move? Oh, too young to remember. I, I think I was about two or three years old, but unfortunately, I, I don't remember getting to live in a warm climate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, too young to hit the casinos. Yeah, right? I still have a little lucky streak in me. I, I talk it up to being born in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Have you gone back since you since your birth? I have, yeah. I've, we venture back a, a couple times uh, a year. We still have friends out there, and you know we've done the whole Vegas, you know, strip, of course. But um, we, we still have some good family friends that we're able to visit out there and, and get out of the the crazy scene and actually see some of the the golf courses out there are beautiful and, and some of the hiking. It's a really pretty area. You wouldn't know it from the strip, but it's definitely pretty on the outskirts. <laughs> it is. It is. I was Hidden only there. <laughs> I was only there once for work. We weren't even on the strip. We were like outside the strip at this resort called the Red Rock. I think. Um, okay. I could see why gambling is a problem for some people. I was like, okay, I'm going to spend fifty dollars gambling. Spent seventy five. I was like, oh, oh crap, I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know it happens quick. It got it. it 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 I always say Vegas ages me like five years every time I go out there. So I think I'm gonna give it a give it a break for a while. I was just out there for work as well. You see, with me, it's like when I was working with that with the company I was with, like it wasn't really that fun. So I was like, I feel like I have to go out with my friends, and then I'll be one and done. I'll never want to go back. But I, I got to exactly. do it, do it good one time. <laughs> oh, that's how you know you do Vegas right if you don't want to go back. <laughs> So now I'm from the Northeast and I pronounce everything in Wisconsin wrong. So I'll probably pronounce your hometown wrong. Prairie du Sac? Prairie du Sac. Yeah. You're, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you. You're, <laughs> you pronounced it right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Cool. Now that's close to Madison. So did you grow up a big Badgers fan? I did. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I was a huge Badger fan, both football and basketball and Got to go to quite a few games when I was a kid, which was always fun. Um, so now I live in Milwaukee, which I'm kind of a little bit distanced from the batters now, which is which is hard. I'm, I'm becoming a Marquette fan, so my my parents and grandparents are are, are upset with me about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a local school. Marquette's know, got a good team. They got a good basketball program. Yeah, yeah, they're a fun program. Yes, I actually have family out in Lake Zurich, Illinois, which I think is like an hour from Milwaukee. Yep. Yeah, not far. Not far at all. Now, are you a big Packers fan as well? I am. All the Wisconsin sports for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I am a big Packers fan. I I grew up watching it. I was a I was a tomboy, so I always grew up watching sports with my, my dad and my brother and my grandpa. So I'm, I'm a big Packer fan, a Brewers fan, Bucks fan, um, and still am to this day. Okay, so it's going well for you. The Bucks just won. The Packers are always I know. in the mix. It was a fun, fun time in the city of Milwaukee during the Bucks, Bucks run and championship last year. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. Did you go to the parade? 
I unfortunately was out of town for work during the parade. They pulled it together like in 24 hours, so there wasn't much notice. But um, still got to be around, you know, town during the playoffs, which was a blast. Nice. Now for the Packers, will you go to a game like, say, around this time, like December, January? (laughs) Are you crazy like that? No, I am not. I'm a big preseason fan when it's sunny and I went to one Packer game a couple of years ago on Christmas Eve, I think it was freezing, and I opted to never return during the winter months. <laughs> See, that's what I would do if I, because, you know, I, I've always said, like, it'd be cool to go to Lambeau Field. I'm not visiting there in November, December, January, February, maybe even October. I'll do a September trip, and that's it. Yeah, I know. I You'd think for growing up in the Midwest, I would I would be used to it, but I just I'm just not a fan of of freezing. <laughs> Same. I think people that are, are nuts. I know. I know. So Kelsey, you have two siblings, right? Two siblings. Yep. Where are you, brother and sister? Brother and sister. I am the oldest. Ooh, a lot of responsibility there. I know. I know. It is. It it it, it was fun, but. I, I always uh, joke to them that they, they had it easy. I, I figured out <laughs> how to push my mom and, and dad's buttons. And by the time my sister rolled around, I think she had it the easiest. They'd given up on all the, the rules. And, <laughs> and uh, but no, it was, it was a blast growing up with them. That was a similar situation, but reversed. I'm the youngest and I feel like my parents just quit and I got away with everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, my little sister could have gone away with everything. She she was a really uh, she was a really good kid, luckily. But um, she uh, we always joke, give her a hard time. <laughs> nice. What's the age difference? Let's see. She is by uh, four years younger than me, and my brother's three years younger than me. Okay. So you guys They're are all, all similar close. ages. Yeah. Yeah. My brothers are 10 and seven and a half years older. So like I came around late and they retired. By oh, then. wow. <laughs> I was going to say you had the house to yourself for, for many years. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's true. At You know, my brother was in college, one of them when I was nine, maybe 10. Yeah, I guess like nine. And then the other one went and yeah, it was, uh, was kind of like growing up an only child, actually. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Now, Kelsey, how did you get into basketball? Well, I got introduced to basketball at a, a really young age. My my grandpa was a coach, actually, in, in Prairie Duke Sack, so at Foxbury High School. And, and my dad um, grew up a huge basketball fan, basketball player. So even when I was a, a, a little kid, I got introduced to a, a mini basketball hoop pair of Nikes and loved loved playing the game and, you know, Actually, when I was in fourth grade, there there wasn't a basketball team that existed for girls that age in my town, or, or really even in the any areas. Um, so my my dad actually initiated calling some local uh, coaches that he knew and rounded up a couple teams that started playing, you know, competitively at at that age, and it, it was kind of the introduction into the game. And you know, I think ever since that you know that started I, I fell in love with it and uh i think 
from from that day on, I I, I knew that was going to be, you know, kind of my passion and, and my sport, even at, at that young of an age. That's awesome that your dad did that. It It is. I... I didn't. I don't think at the time I realized that he was kind of, you know, creating that, you know, out of out of nowhere. I think now that's probably pretty common that they have, you know, organized sports for girls much younger than they used to. But um, it was definitely, I think, got a lot of girls in our, you know, age from my my small town really interested in basketball right away, which I think, you know, paid off you know, when we got older, which, which was a blessing in disguise. You know, I'm around the same age as you. And even though we don't live in the same area of the country, I kind of remember that like growing up, the girls teams were kind of just starting as I was getting into like basketball, soccer, softball, where the boys teams were there forever. But yeah, I think now it's definitely a standard that girls sports are, are always there, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about the other day, you know, you don't, you don't think about it, but Actually, I, I played on, like, the boys' baseball team and the boys' soccer team because I don't think there was organized girls' sports back then. Or maybe there was, and I missed this right now. But um, it, it's definitely, I think, evolved today, which is great to see. Absolutely. How long did you play baseball with the boys? Only, I think only a couple, a couple seasons. I, you know, baseball is a little slow for me to be, play, I think, by the, by the third inning, I was, you know, distracted and, and needed a little bit more action, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that is common. I think a lot of people find baseball boring to play. or And watch, specifically watch. <laughs> yeah, and watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, for soccer, you continued at least into part of high school, right? I did, yeah. I, I loved soccer growing up, you know, for a while I was I was playing that probably more than basketball just for, for a, you know, stage in my life just because there's so many more leagues and, and, you know, options to play. And I played my freshman year and loved my team, loved, you know, we were, we were actually a, a, a pretty good team. And ultimately I had to just make the decision to commit to, you know, one sport just given some of the year-round requirements from a, you know, next level getting recruited and, and really committing perspective and ultimately opted to, to choose basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously then you were playing AAU if you're playing year-round. Um, so, like, what team did you play for? How competitive was it? How often did you travel? Yeah, I played for a couple different teams. So, so I played for... Um, Wisconsin Hoops Select, which was based out of Madison for quite a few years and um, had a, a great experience there. Still friends with some of the girls that were on that team. Um, and then I, I started playing on a team that was centralized out of Milwaukee, um, full package. I, I don't think they're a team anymore or or, or they may be and I'm, <laughs> I'm out, of, out of touch. But um, it was a it was a great group. They had one team per year, and um, I, I knew a lot of the girls already from you know, training. We had a, a separate kind of training uh, organization called Pace Setters, where I met a lot of my friends in the basketball, you know, world. And um, the travel was, you know, looking back, I don't know how my parents did it. It was we, we played all over the country. We were in. Um, I remember Indianapolis, Vegas, Texas, North Carolina. And I mean, just to think back to the commitment that 
that our parents made to, to get us all over the country. It, 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 it was incredible. Yeah, it is, it is kind of nuts thinking back to like how many weekends you spent in other states. And it's great that your parents supported you through that. It definitely is a commitment, though. You know, at that point, you're you're definitely wanting to play in high school. If you're giving up all your weekends, pretty much. Yeah, you know, it is. Wanting to play in college, sorry, commitment. Go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, I think um, there was definitely a realization that was, you know, it, it takes the, the next level of commitment. And I think between some of the training and um, the AU travel and practice and, you know, then just, obviously some of the the work you needed to do on your own from a skill set perspective it was it was definitely a a huge commitment and uh, luckily you know I was just so passionate about it that it didn't seem like that at the time but looking back you know I I remember having to make a decision to to go to certain social things or or to really commit to to basketball and I I chose basketball which I, I think you know, looking back, I, I didn't even think twice about it, but um, it was it was definitely a commitment. Absolutely. Now, you were primarily a shooting guard, right? A point guard. Point guard, okay. Yeah, I, I floated to, to the shooting guard a couple of times, but ultimately um, was was primarily a point guard for my, my career. Nice. Important position. Got to have a high basketball IQ. Yeah, <laughs> well... Yeah, I suppose so. That was a definitely a learning curve, but um, it is. And I always, uh, I always loved it. I was definitely a, a passer first, and you know, it was, it was, it was fun. Nice. Now you had a great career at Sock Prairie High School. Why not? That's confusing. Why not just call it Prairie Dusac High School? What's up with that? You know what? <laughs> You're not alone. It's confusing. So there's two towns, Prairie Dusac. And it's divided by one street, Sauk City. And when you combine them two, it is Sauk Prairie High School. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a town like that by me. I get, I get it now. But outstanding <laughs> basketball career. Your team MVP three out of the four years. I'm assuming it was just your freshman year. You, wasn't, you weren't named MVP. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it was, a, it was my, yep, my freshman year. And um, it was a, it was a, a phenomenal experience I have so many fond memories looking back at you know to my high school career and and just you know the overall experience it was it was such a fun ride you won two conference titles uh you were first team all state too as a senior you were averaging 20 points so just phenomenal career yeah no I appreciate that it's 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 funny I actually as we were Getting ready to talk, I had to look back. I, I didn't remember <laughs> some of the points and, and some of those things that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you forget about some of those details and, and more remember, you know, just the overall experience, which uh, I suppose is a good thing. I have, I have those good memories to fall back on. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, first team all state, you're obviously being recruited to play in college. So can you describe that recruiting process? Yeah, the recruiting process for me was, you know, it was it was really fun. I think, you know, early on, I, I didn't know a ton about the recruiting process. I remember receiving my first college letter in the mail, and and I just remember thinking, wow, this this could really be a reality for me. And I think that's when it 
it really started to hit home. You know, I knew that was what I wanted to do. I, I knew that was a potential based on kind of the direction things were heading. But I, I just remember being in my mom's van, getting that out of the mail and, and just really kind of that, that moment where you realize that, that this is potentially going to happen. And, you know, I, I think after that, you know, things kind of took off. I remember spending, you know, many evenings talking to college coaches on the phone and, you know, then starting to see them show up at, you know, AU games and, and then eventually starting to see some of the, the, you know, the schools that I was talking to, you know, very seriously show up at, at high school games. And, you know, I think, you know, it was just a, a really fun process to start to really figure out, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? They're trying to see if you're right for them and you're trying to see if, you know, you're, you know, if, if they're right for you and, you know, as a, as a 15, 16 year old, you don't really know what you want in a, in a <laughs> yeah. college, which is crazy to think about the fact that you're making that decision at, at that age. Um, but, you know, I loved, I loved the going on the college visits and, and meeting the coaches and seeing the campus and seeing, you know, a game or, or at least the arena that, you'd be playing in and, you know, even meeting some of the, the team. And I just remember it just being such a, a fun experience. Yeah, that, that's great that you had a fun experience with it. You know, some people say it was so stressful and all that, but great that you had fun with it. Because you're right, it is a major decision at a very young age. Yeah, it is. It is a major decision. And, you know, I think I, it, I didn't maybe – Maybe I should have been stressed out about it, but, you know, I think it was more just taking it all in and, and just, you know, honestly, I think feeling blessed that I had the opportunity and, and had options to, you know, to choose from, you know, made it so enjoyable and, and, and all of them would have been great options, I, I think, ultimately. But um, I, I think it was surreal for me, you know, coming from a small town, you know, to have, you know, a small community just, you know, being so supportive and, you know, my, my parents were, were, were pretty, you know, hands off just in terms of um, letting it run its course. And, and, you know, they came on all the visits with me, but, you know, ultimately, you know, they were, they were really following my lead in, in terms of what my gut was telling me, which I think made it a lot less stressful and, and a lot less pressured, you know, with the whole process. Yeah. Wow. So now, why did you ultimately pick Bradley? Yeah, good, good question. I think for me, you know, and, and as I was just thinking through that, I think it came down to really just the, the instant connection with the coaching staff there. And, you know, I think a lot of it was, you know, gut feel right off the bat. And, and obviously then that was followed up by visits and, and really just, you know, meeting some of the team and, it was an exciting time there. They were in the midst of building a new, you know, coliseum that would, would serve as the, the women's basketball arena right on campus. And just to see the um, investment they, they were making in women's basketball, I think, spoke volumes for me at the time. And, you know, I think the other part to it was, you know, they were really transparent with me about, you know, what they envisioned and, and, you know, they were also in need of um, a point guard, which, you know, really I saw the opportunity to step in as a freshman, you know, right away where 
at some of the other schools that I was being recruited by, that, that likely would not have, have been an opportunity right out of the gate as a freshman. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You want to play. Totally get that. So now Absolutely. you arrive at Bradley in the summer of 2010. So what was that transition like going from a high school basketball player to now a Division One college basketball player? Yeah, it was interesting. It was, you know, so you arrive in the summer. So, you know, all of your friends that just graduated, you know, high school are at home and, and have quite a, quite a few months to, you know, have their summer fun before they go off to college. So, you know, I think leaving home and, and realizing, wow, I'm, I'm going to college. I don't know what to expect. I'm, you know, moving in, you know, to a, an apartment with the rest of my teammates and, starting summer school right out of the gate and, and starting workouts. I mean, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking. I think, you know, especially not knowing what, what to expect right out of the gate. Um, it was, you know, I remember I'm not a napper. I, I don't, I don't take naps. I don't sit still very often. I, I think I took the most naps in my lifetime in that first month period of just being physically exhausted between workouts and, summer school and, and just all of the things it was definitely just the immediate you know immersion into wow this is what college athletics is and, and really pushing your body to the next level <laughs> <laughs> yeah your body has to get used to that intensity oh yeah definitely Bradley's a really small school I believe there's about 5,000 students you can tell me if that's wrong but how did you like that sm- that like smaller tight-knit campus experience yeah, I think you're about right. I think at least for undergrad, um, and it, it is a smaller campus. I, you know, I really loved it. I think uh, it was really, it, it was kind of an intimate experience just in terms of, you know, the, the, the culture and really the relationships you were able to, able to build. I, you know, I had really, really great relationships with my professors because we did have smaller classes and, and I had a couple that, you know, I stay in touch with to this day that were just really influential in, in terms of not only being really supportive of, of student athletes and, and you know, helping um, to be flexible, but, you know, to also, you know, provide some additional exposure opportunities for them, um, you know, with, with the student, the rest of the students, but working around the schedules was, was a challenge and they were always so supportive of it. But, it, you know, also I think just, having the, the support of the student, you know, body, we didn't have football. So men's and women's basketball really were the, the main sports. And I think because of that, um, the atmosphere at, at a lot of the games and the events was, was really, really incredible. And, and definitely, you know, it was just nice to have some of that close knit, you know, culture. That is nice when there's no football team, right? Because I'm a basketball fan. I like basketball more than football. But so, yeah, to see, you know, the students really flock towards the basketball teams is always great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, it definitely was different. I mean, I'm a big football fan as well. So, of course, it would have been fun, fun to have that. But it, it definitely um, was a great opportunity for, for the athletes to just really, uh, you know, be really the the main sport there, which obviously then meant a lot of the the pep rallies and events were were really centralized around the the basketball teams. And sounds like then the women drew crowds. We did, yeah. I think you know at at first, um, 
because the arena was new and, and I think they were going through a lot of transition, um, you know, it was, it was hit or miss, I think, but, you know, I think we had a, a president at the time that was extremely supportive in, in terms of really changing that culture. We had, you know, a, a great group of, you know, student athletes at the time between, you know, volleyball, basketball, um, soccer, baseball, you know, softball. We, we were really, you know, tight knit student athlete body that supported one another. And I think that naturally then drew, you know, other fans and, and the community was extremely supportive. And um, so, you know, we were, we were really lucky. And, and I think I was lucky enough to arrive at a time where, you know, the, the administration, the president was focused around rebuilding, you know, some of the, the support around the, the college, you know, the sports, but also making a lot of advancements within the campus that were, drawing talent from all over the country, you know, both academically and athletically. And, you know, so to be part of kind of that rebranding and, you know, en enhancement of, you know, a really, a really, you know, incredible university was, was really, really fun. That's awesome. Seems like there's a lot of school spirit there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's great to, it's great to just hear that because, you know, you turn on the TV and unfortunately at some schools, women's basketball really doesn't draw anything. So that's awesome that, you know, you have the support of the, of the president and, and student body. Yeah, I know it, it is true. And I think, you know, that was even back, you know, to high school when we got there, you know, right away it was, it, it was limited in terms of fans and the atmosphere was just kind of, you know, dull. But, you know, I think when you're able to, they, you know, grab the attention of the community and, and other students, you know, it, it definitely changes the, you know, entire atmosphere and landscape, you know, around it and, and can be a huge differentiator. Absolutely. Now, Bradley is in the state of Illinois. How far was that from where you're from in Wisconsin? Yeah, so it was, Peoria was about a five-hour drive from where I was in Wisconsin. Okay, not terrible, but kind of far. So how often did your parents get to the games? My parents were able to come to, you know, to quite a few. They, they made the trip, you know, definitely not every game, but um, I get to see them a couple times a month. But, you know, fun fact, my grandparents made it to every single game wow. of my college career except for one even away <laughs> and that was because it was a village farm yeah they even made it to, they went to cancun they went they went all all over the place so it kind of been it, it became kind of their their hobby they they drove to every single game they um they were in the stands at every single game and when i graduated my my grandma and grandpa gave me this scrapbook where they had made a page for every single game and cal calculated all the miles that they had driven. And it was, it was really, really special, but, you know, I think to have that friendly face, you know, in, in the stands, no matter, you know, where you're at was, was just always so comforting, you know, especially when the season gets long, you know, it, it's winter, you know, you're, you're traveling all over the place. And, and just to have that was always just, so comforting, you know, and I think became comforting for several of my teammates that, that became close with them as well. Oh, that's the sweetest story. Wow. You're clearly <laughs> the favorite granddaughter. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope my siblings hear that. <laughs> now, were they closer? Like, did they live closer to Bradley or were they, you know, making all those trips from Wisconsin? 
they were making all those scripts from Wisconsin. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Dedicated. And, <laughs> and very dedicated. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. But I'm sure your parents wanted to come to more, just sort of thinking to my family situation. You know, they had two younger kids at home that they probably couldn't just, you know, leave for hours at a time. Um, my brother played D3 yeah. basketball and my mom definitely didn't get to as many games as she probably wanted to because I was in, you know, fifth to eighth grade. So she had to, you know, stay home with me a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely hard, especially if we had, you know, weekday games or even Thursday games. It was it was difficult to get away. Both both my siblings were still in school, and you know, obviously both of them do have have their own, you know, careers. So it was it was hard for them to get away, but they they still made it to a, a decent amount of games, and especially when we had weekend games, it was always a blast. We'd make a weekend out of it, and you know, get to you know, go, go get some great dinners and, and just to spend time with them. Um, but of course, yes, they would have always loved to, to make it to more games. But uh, luckily, I think I think they always streamed it, you know, on the live stream and were able to follow along. That's great. Yeah, no, it, it's so great. And it's even better since you graduated now. It's It's very easy to find any women's college basketball game you want. You know, there's the ESPN app, Flow Sports, a bunch that I'm not thinking of right now, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I I don't know how they used to do it back then. I think it they had to go through like the school and log in and they, they but I yeah, probably pay easier, like three ninety nine a game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, your your grandparents could have just streamed it for them, right? Right? Yeah. I, I don't know if they had their iPhones back then. Yeah, but. probably not. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. So, you know, Bradley's in the Missouri Valley Conference, which is a really good mid-major basketball conference. You got you guys, you got Northern Iowa, Drake, Loyola. It's a, it's a really good conference. Yeah, yeah, it is a really good conference. You know, actually, and, and Creighton and Wichita State were both in the conference back yeah, when right. I was playing in it. And, and so it was a really good conference, and um, it was always competitive. You know, a, a lot of great teams in that conference. Who was your biggest rival? So Illinois State was always their biggest rival because they're they're only thirty minutes up I thirty nine. Um, so from from proximity, that was always you know our rival. You know, I think um, Northern Iowa and Creighton were always top of the conference as well and so um you know they were always tough to beat but you know across the board there was there was just a lot of solid teams in the conference every year yeah no absolutely you know people can look down on mid-majors but if you're looking at the talent level it is spot on it's great yeah i know it's you know i think especially even during the recruiting process you know it was like oh you know big 10 big east obviously great great conferences, but um, I was really drawn to, to some of the mid-major, you know, schools as I was, you know, just taking visits and, and really understanding kind of the style of basketball. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great conference. Definitely. So now your freshman year, you play in every game, which is what you wanted to do, you know, a reason that you went to Bradley, and you even got to start 11. I think that was sort of towards the end of the season, right? Uh, yep. Yep, towards the end of the season, I, I was able to make that transition. Nice, nice. It's about a 500 season. You guys go 15 and 16, but 
great start to your career. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, there's definitely, uh, there's a learning curve, obviously, when you jump from, from high school to college. And, and, you know, I think just the overall speed of the game is, is just another level and takes some time to get used to, you know, the, the phys- physicality is, is a whole nother level, especially, mm-hmm. you know, just before you're able to really get established in, in the weight room and, and, and gain some of that strength, it, it's a, just another level. But I think the the biggest challenge for me was, I think defense was, was just such a hard transition, you know, in, in high school, you can rely on your athleticism and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, then everyone's athletic in college. college. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I think so. that across the board, I mean, I, I don't mean to speak for everyone, but I think across the board, that is one of the hardest things to get used to is the, you know, dedication to defense, giving it a hundred percent. And um, yeah, just sort of not being lazy like a lot of people are in high school because they can be. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I I didn't realize there are so many defensive principles and and things that you know I I thought I understood that it was a whole nother level of of just really understanding the the right position to be in and and when to go for the steal, when not to, and how to move your feet. And it was just. So many different components to it that that definitely was a, a learning curve, you know, right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Sophomore year, though, no sophomore slump for you in 2012. You led the team in assists. You started a number of games, but came off the bench a lot. And in my opinion, every basketball team needs, like, a really good bench player to come in and give an energy lift, which is clearly what you did that year. Yeah, it was a... Uh... It was in, it was interesting because I was I started I think you know right out of the gate and, and there was a point in the season where uh, my coach told me that I was going to be coming off the off the bench for a while and you know I think anyone's first reaction to that is why you know or or you know that's a punishment and and I think that's always hard to understand at, at any level but you know I think ultimately um, my coach at the time was was really great at not playing into that and really just, you know, positioning as an opportunity to, to be that energizer, to step in and, and change the flow of the game and really just posed it to me as a challenge to, to, to do what they felt was right for the team at the time. And, and I think ultimately anytime you're, you're able to understand that, you know, the position your coach puts you in is, is, is for the better of the team. And, and that's, you know, the point of being on a, a team sport, um, you know, anytime you buy into a system like that, uh, you know, I think you can be successful. Yeah, you definitely bought in because you had some explosive offensive games off the bench. You had 25 points and went six for seven in threes against Indiana State, your rival. That's awesome. And then you had a career <laughs> high 31 points against Iowa, becoming the first Bradley player to score over 30 coming off the bench since the 1980s. So that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a good run there. I think uh, I, I just remember just such a, a streak of just not thinking and and just playing. And you know, I think probably for for most athletes, anytime you can get into that mode, you know, it, it it's just it it it's just the best feeling when you can can go out and and you just shut your brain off and and, and you know do your thing. And I think. 
Um, I just remember a streak there where, where that was the case. You know, not only, I think, for myself, but for several of my teammates, we just had a, a really good flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. And yeah, like the only other player to score 25 or more off the bench twice that year, just putting in perspective of how, you know, cool it is, was uh, UConn's Kalina Mosqueda Lewis, who went on to play in the WNBA. So not done too often. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know that we uh, belong in the same company there. As I, obviously, <laughs> she's such a great player, but I'll You're take it. You're a great it. player, too. <laughs> <laughs> Now, after those explosive games, did you get put back into the starting lineup, or was it a situation where, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? I eventually did, and, you know, honestly, I think part of it was was a confidence thing for me. I think, you know, I had a, a tendency to to just waver at times. You know, if I, if I started the game with a turnover, you know, I – it took me a minute to get back out of that. And so I think, I think my coach knew all along what, what she was doing when she, she was putting me in a position to be successful. And I think ultimately got my confidence back and, and really just found my rhythm again. And and so, yeah, I eventually did. Now that was, I, I don't remember exactly, you know, how many games I started and how many I didn't, but <laughs> I do remember some of those ebbs and flows. Nice, yeah. I mean, that, that happens to a majority of college basketball players, right? Not everyone is a Brianna Stewart or a Skylar Diggins. That's just, you know, starts right. from the minute they get there. <laughs> Although I don't think either of them started initially. But anyway, you, you, you get my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's the best season Bradley has when you're there. You guys go 18 and 16. Um, so, yeah, best record out of the four years. But... Kelsey, we got to address the elephant in the room, right? You knew it was coming. <laughs> that year, you're a sophomore. There is a freshman on the team who is currently the bachelorette, Michelle Young. Basketball has been a really big part of her storyline, both when she was on the bachelor season with Matt James and her actual, actual bachelorette season. So tell us, Kelsey, how was she <laughs> as a player and as a teammate? Yeah, so crazy to hear you say that, I, I think, even though I, I see it all over the place now. But, um, you know, Michelle Michelle was an awesome player. I, she made my life really easy as a point guard. And, you know, I think we just immediately clicked on the court. We both loved to, to get out and run and, and play fast. And, you know, honestly, she, she was one of the best players I've ever played with at running the floor and, and just made – some incredible catches. Uh, her wingspan was enormous, so I could put it in the vicinity of, of where she was running to, and she was going to go get it and, and finish, and uh, it was just a blast to, to play with her. That's awesome. Yeah, I you know, when she was on The Bachelor season and said she was a D1 player, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, crap, she was really good, you know, just looking at the stats yeah. and everything. <laughs> Oh yeah, she was she was a great player. I, you know, I think right from the get go as a freshman, she was a great player, and she she ultimately became one of the maybe the best defender in in the conference at at, at one point. And so to go against her every day obviously made me a better point guard. But um, you know, she she was just such a a great player, both offense and and defense. Do you still keep in touch with her today? We do, you know, not as much, 
you know, lately, obviously, she's, she's pretty busy, but, um, you know, we, we always texted to say, you know, happy birthday, hope you're doing well, or, or just to say hi, you know, I think um, she's from, from the Midwest, and, and we were always, you know, got along really well in, in our college years, and, um, you know, again, not, not every day, but often, you know, said hello, and, and obviously, when all this started going on, I texted her a little bit and, and gave her, you know, some like, "Wow, this is crazy! I can't believe that that this is happening." But you know, ultimately, you know, just so happy to see that that um, she's just being her her authentic self and and that she's being represented that way because you know I knew that was the person she she was going into the show and and just hoped that obviously that would come through on a, a TV show and it, it, it obviously, you know, I think really has. Yeah. She's awesome. Like she's someone that I could see myself being friends with, which I can't say that to most of the bachelorettes that have been there. <laughs> she's very down to earth. You know, it seems that she's doesn't want to have this whole like social media career afterwards. She just wants to go back to being a teacher. It, it's really cool to see. Now, are, yeah. are you watching the show, the episodes? I am, yeah. So I'm not a. I'll admit, I'm not a typically a uh, a, a huge fan of The Bachelorette. Not not because I I don't like it. I just yeah, I don't know. I just don't always get invested in it. But mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely watching this season. I watch it for the chaos. Like I love when um, <laughs> you know someone gets engaged and then realize that they had a girlfriend back at home and then they have to get the engagement <laughs> over. Like. I like that type of thing, but not with Michelle. I want her to have her happy ending. She's very, I know. very cool. <laughs> I know. That's I feel like I'm always just, you know, hoping this continues to go smoothly for her and, and no chaos until a future season when it's not Michelle, hopefully. <laughs> well, she eliminates the chaos. She's very smart. She knows what she wants. It's almost a really boring season because she gets rid of all the guys that are causing trouble, which is great for her. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know. It is it is true. I'm I, I think, you know, she's she's good at diffusing those situations and you know, she's she always was just one to be able to to be the voice of reason and, and kind of sit back, gather the facts and, and ultimately, you know, be kind of that, that calming presence and I think she's definitely able to just to, to do that with this, which yeah, I guess Maybe the producers don't like it, but I think ultimately is, is you know, I think the fans appreciate someone who's, who's really, you know, authentic. Definitely. Absolutely. And by the time this airs, I believe she will be down to two. Who is your guess? If you don't already know, maybe you do know the outcome already. Do you? I won't ask. I do not. Okay. Do okay. Not. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so now who do you think she chooses? Oh. So I, I was, my final two guesses were, were either Joe because of the basketball connection or Nate, but I, I really have no idea between those two. I, I think those are I the clear know. final two. They are the clear front runners. I, Joe is shady to me. I like him. I want to like him. That's the thing. Like, I want it to be him and Michelle, but you go back to like, he ghosted her and then shows up on her season. Like I, then they, they didn't even really explain it to, I mean, they did, but like, it's just yeah. weird. Like he just thought she wasn't going to remember him. Like that's just a little odd to me. I know that 
That is, I love that she called it out right away, though. So I feel if, if Michelle's kept them around this long, you know, she must have weeded out some of that <laughs> that nonsense. But I, I don't know. I think uh, the basketball connection I could see being a a draw. But you know, I think uh, her and Nate seem to also have a good connection, and and he's pretty outgoing, and they seem to compliment one another. So. You know, that's my guess, but again, I I have no clue. I <laughs> <laughs> If they are the final two, it is a very good-looking final two, I will say that. Yeah, yes, it is. You did a good job picking those out. <laughs> that's why I don't know why they chose Clayton as The Bachelor. I was like, well, just choose whoever she doesn't pick, but whatever. What do I know? Wait, did they already announce that? I, I've been, yeah, I've been I, yeah, so out they, of touch. They announced Clayton, like, very early on. Before Michelle's season premiered, I believe it was out there that Clayton was going to be Bachelor. They weren't really hiding it very well. I don't know that it's been, like, oh. truly confirmed, confirmed, but, like, it's been basically confirmed. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm so bad at following some of this on online. I I can't keep up with all the the news and the... But I'll have to I'll have to do some googling. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we will get back to your career, Kelsey. Sorry, but you knew that had to be addressed. I figured. I figured it would come up. You know, I, <laughs> I, uh, no. Luckily, it's someone who's very, very easy to talk about and nothing but but great things to say as a as a, a former teammate. Yeah, no, that that's awesome to hear. Because imagine you came on and just said she sucked. She was the worst teammate. So I'm glad to hear she is as authentic, it seems like, in real life as she is on the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. And confirm that. <laughs> nice. All right. Now you're an upperclassman, junior year. You're back to the starting lineup. You start every game. And you play over 30 minutes in all of those games. So very consistent score that year. And one of the bigger wins that season, an 80-79 to win against Missouri State, you had the game-winning assist. Tell me a little bit about that game, if you remember it. I do remember it. We were always, Missouri State was a team we always went back and forth with, and they had a, a couple of really, really great players. But, um, you know, I remember that exact, actually, that's, that's one of the, the plays I remember, and we we drew up a play and it I think didn't quite go as expected and one of my teammates at the time Katie on is was just an incredible shooter and I remember risky, <laughs> throwing a pretty risky pass from a, across the the opposite side of the key and holding my breath for a minute and <laughs> he caught it and immediate immediately uh made the shot and it was just such a fun those are kind of the some of those moments that you live for as a, a college athlete. Absolutely. And I, I don't know. I feel like not, not to, to brag. I did in high school have like a game winning shot and a game winning assist. Honestly, having the game winning assist was, I was like more adrenaline. I felt better about that one. I know. Whenever. I know. It, I, I know. Maybe it's because you have to watch it unfold in front of you instead of being the one doing it. That, that's that's not even it. thinking about it. That's definitely probably it. Yeah, it's like, all right, it's, it's in her hands now whether this goes in or not. I know, hold your breath. <laughs> that year you also had a pretty big win against Illinois. It must be great, like, as a smaller school, anytime you can beat one of the bigger Power Five conferences. 
Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. If, you know, anytime you can, you can go up, you know, against that kind of competition. And, you know, actually, that was a super memorable moment for me and, and just game in general. Actually, my, my mom was that morning going into surgery uh, for, she had breast cancer. So, oh, I'm so sorry. I remember just such a, left me a voicemail and I was headed right home after that game. And, you know, I think my team, you know, wrote her, her name on our shoes and just such a, a fun, fun, you know, moment just in terms of pulling together. And I I remember just leaving right after that game to to go see her and and she's doing great now, which is, which is great. great. But I think just such a memorable moment and, and to just have a such a solid, you know, team game and, and a win against the huge school and be able to, to to pull all that together it was just such uh, I'll never forget that that day. Yeah, wow. It's great that your teammates rallied around you. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Glad to hear your mom's doing okay. Yeah, yep, she's doing she's doing great. And I believe that wasn't the only, like, Power 5, uh, and actually even the Big Ten. Didn't you guys also beat Iowa the year before? I mentioned your stats in we the did. Iowa game. Yeah, you beat them. Yeah, yep, we beat Iowa the year before that. That's yep, And then win. Illinois that year. Those are huge. Especially coming from the Midwest, it must feel even better. I was going to say, yeah, especially coming from the Midwest and the Big Ten being, you know, such a, a well-known kind of power conference and, you know, obviously some teams that are notoriously, you know, great programs. It, it was definitely fun to, to be able to have some of those wins. Yeah. Now your senior year, 2014, really great season for you personally. You were fourth in the Missouri Valley Conference with assists per game. And you became only the third player in school history to reach 900 points, over 300 assists, over 300 rebounds and 150 steals in a career. Wow, that's a stat stuffer. <laughs> uh, that is. <laughs> You'd also started over 50 games in a row. So that's pretty good. Sounds like, you know, you were sophomore year when you were, you know, ben- not really benched, but, you know, coming off the bench. Um, seems like after that, you started all of junior year, all of senior year until you had an injury that took you out for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good study. You know, I think I finally kind of got my, my flow as a point guard and, you know, being part, you know, being a point guard, you, you know, also requires you to, to really get the trust of your team to kind of be that, that, you know, that, that floor general or, or really the, the person who can hopefully be the glue, you know, each and every game. And I think took me, you know, some time to get that footing, you know, just in terms of consistency perspective, you know, obviously a different world and, you know, transition from high school to college, but I was able to do that, but um, I did have an injury, my, you know, my, my only injury in college, so I, I'm actually very lucky um, from that perspective, but I, I partially tore my hamstring, which uh, was, was very, very painful, um, but it. yeah. How many games do you have to miss, if you remember? I think I missed. I think I missed five or six games and was bound and determined to, to get back on the, the floor probably sooner than than I <laughs> my trainers wanted me to. But it was my senior year, and, and so really, I mean, that was kind of like 
a non-option for me to, to to not just try and get back out there to, yeah. to close out the year. Yeah, no, like in that regard, it does suck that it happened senior year. Obviously great that it wasn't like a major injury. Could have been a lot worse, but it is your last yeah. year playing. So it's like, oh, I want to get out on the floor. Let's go. I know. It was, oh my gosh, it was so hard to, to not be out there. And especially knowing you don't, you don't have another season, you know, to follow this one. So, uh, you know, definitely a, a different perspective and, and really just wanted to, to get out and make the most of what I had left. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Tough season though for the team overall. You guys went eight and twenty-two. That must have been that must be pretty frustrating, right? It's your last year playing, and the record isn't great. It was it was very frustrating. It was definitely some of the um, most frustrated I've I've been in in you know my sports career. Definitely, obviously, you never want to go out that way. You know that being the last year, and you know just definitely. Try to try to block some of the the bad out in terms of of ending on that note. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, plus you got to think about it. You'd have six more wins, but you were sitting out. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll we'll talk it up. We'll say. <laughs> yeah, no, but over you know, like you said, sucks to have that be your senior year, but you know, it doesn't take away from your overall four year experience, which is great. Your career was outstanding. Uh, you're in the Bradley record books for a number of categories, including your sixth in career assists. You rank seven in minutes played and second with, I think it's 122 games played. So pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, just cool to look back on some of that. I think, you know, the first benchmark was, you know, making it to to college basketball, but then to be able to really look back and have so many great memories and, and just be able to have, you know, some of those types of things that, that accomplished it, you know, it, it, it just was an incredible experience. And here's a stat that I bet your parents and grandparents are most proud of. You were a scholar athlete and made the honor roll all eight semesters you were in college. So you're just a big nerd. Yeah, I am a big nerd. That is, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> what was your major? I was sports communication and marketing. Okay, nice fun one yeah ultimately I didn't I didn't really know at the time what I wanted to do so it was kind of a a good mix of you know business marketing and and sports communication element absolutely yeah no that's a that's a that's great yeah because you could have gone into just straight marketing not have the sports thing and be like oh I don't really want to do this but just one more thing yep. I want to add about the honor roll is it's even more impressive that you're able to do that as a D1 athlete. Because not that you're not smart. You're obviously very smart. But there is, a, like, a time constraints. You do not have that much time to study as a D1 athlete, right? So the fact that you're honor roll, pretty amazing. Yeah. It, <laughs> looking back, I, I just don't know how the, where the time came from for, for all of all the student athletes and, and our days were just jam packed, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a very, very busy time. <laughs> yeah. Clearly you prioritize the right things though. I, we had a lot of, of help figuring out our priorities <laughs> luckily there. <laughs> That's good. So you graduated in 2014. What have you been up to since then? 
Yeah, I can't believe it's already been that that long, seven years, wow. But um, so when I graduated, I, I moved back to the Madison area and I took a job with a company called Epic. Um, so it's electronic medical record software. Um, huge, huge campus in the Madison area and, and, you know, was an implementation specialist, was able to travel all across the country uh, implementing the software at, at, you know, various hospitals and really just got immersed into the healthcare space and, and fell in love with working in that. Uh, I, I, you know, I switched companies. Um, my company now is called Surfaceide. So it's UVC disinfection. So used in hospitals to really create a safer environment for patients and healthcare workers. And obviously with, with everything around COVID has become very, you know, prominent. Um, You've been busy. And so, yeah, huh? it's been, yeah, it's been very, very busy. And it, it's been a, a really great experience and, you know, got into really more of the sales space a couple of years ago with, with my current company and have, have really been able to evolve in, into my role with the company. And I just love I love sales. I think probably that's the, the athlete in me and the competitive nature in me. Um, so yeah, I've, it, it's been a, it's been a blast. That's awesome! Wow, it seems like you're doing really well in your career. Yeah, it's, it's so far so good. I, I it's been really you know fun. It you know I think every day is a little bit different, and ultimately you know I think I'm never always thinking about what's next and, and what more, you know, I can do or, or how I can grow. And, and I think keeps me, keeps me on my toes. So, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's been really, really fun. Nice. You got a wedding coming up too, don't you? I do. I do. Right around the corner in June, June. So that, uh, just six, seven months away. Wow. Are all the details worked out? Are you guys just doing the, the little things now? The little annoying oh, things? Oh, We have a lot of the big stuff, you know, picked out. Guys, I, I can't believe how much work it is to plan a wedding, but <laughs> lots of the big stuff picked out, and hopefully now we can focus on the fun stuff, like the cake flavor and, and some of the other details. Yeah, right? What you're serving at cocktail hour. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stress on the centerpieces. Literally no one cares about them. I've been to like a million weddings. I couldn't tell you what one centerpiece looked like. I just don't even look. I don't know. Good to know because we just got a quote for flowers back that I, I couldn't believe was actually for flowers. So yeah, I heard we'll, flowers we'll are insane. The <laughs> it's wild. It was that like, is nuts. Yeah, I couldn't believe it just in general, but. Oh man, it it we're we're really excited. It will be fun, but I'm ready to to be done with the planning process. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Very exciting. So, is yeah. bas- is basketball still in your life at all? Do you play in any? Uh, you know, I don't think you're 30 yet, but like 30 year old leagues, all all that. I'm almost 30, four months away. But um, you know, I when I moved to Milwaukee, I, I had. Some of my, my friends here that I grew up, you know, training with and AU with and um, was able to join a league. Unfortunately, the leagues 
got canceled because of COVID. And I was really bummed. I was like, I, when I first joined the league, I felt like I was a kid on Christmas Eve. I was like, Aww. oh, so excited to go play again and run around with my, my, my old teammates. But um, I just got wind that they are going to be having a, a league start up here in January. I guess knock on wood with everything going on, but uh, um, I'm really excited for that. And uh, in the meantime, my fiance and I just started Orange Theory, which is kind of the first workout that I feel like is, is kind of like some of those college workouts we used to do, and, and we, we're just addicted to it now. So that's been keeping me busy. Nice. Yeah, I've heard great things about Orange Theory. My sister does bird. I'm, I'm sorry, my sister-in-law does burn. I think that's what it's called. Uh, she's really into that. I might, I might be looking into doing that soon. What is what is burn? I don't know. I boot burn boot camp. That's it. Yes, burn boot camp. Huh. She's obsessed with it. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I I know there's um there's obviously places that have it in New Jersey. So hopefully there's some some places in Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I, I just someone was just telling me about this workout that you do in a sauna and I was like sounds crazy I've never I've never heard of that I was meaning to check that out too I would get way too hot and sweaty for that I could not (laughs) I think me too me too (laughs) now do you still follow the Bradley program I do I you know last year was fun it was uh because I was following it from afar and they you know, made it to the NCAA tournament. So it was, it was just such a blast to watch the program, you know, see that kind of success and been following along here, you know, this year as well. And, you know, I think last year was just so good for the, you know, the program's name to, to be part of the NCAA tournament and, and obviously always root for, for them as a mid-major to just continue growing. So I, I try to stay, uh, I try to stay in the loop with what with what's going on there. That's great. It's a different coaching staff, though, right? It is a different coaching staff. Yeah, one of my former teammates is a coach there, um, and so you know, I uh, I see some of her updates every now and then as well, which is which is nice. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I forget her name, but looking at her stats, she's a really good player for you guys. Letty, yeah, yeah, yeah right. she was a really good player. Um, we only, I think we overlapped two years only, but I, I, I know she has had a really, really successful career there and um, was happy to see that she was, uh, was on the coaching staff there. Yeah, nice. Kelsey, I have loved our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? All right. Yeah, let's, let's go. All right. So besides The Bachelorette, what TV show are you currently binge watching? Selling Sunset. Okay. All right. It's a great... Have you seen it? So that's one that I... I know I will like it once I watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. But that's like with Chriselle, right? Yeah. And she's yep, dating Chriselle. the little bald guy? Yeah. <laughs> Jason, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love the mix of the real estate and the drama. It's a, it's a perfect mix for me. And Anytime I can binge watch a show instead of waiting every week, I get I get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the binge watch is so much better. It's I hate waiting a whole week to find out what happens in the show. I know, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Very hard. 
All right, next question. Obviously, we know you have a wedding coming up. What is your honeymoon destination, if you guys have picked it out yet? Ooh, good question. We, not locked in, but we're thinking the the French Polynesian Island. Oh, okay. It's like Bora Bora, Tahiti, you know, some of those. But I also, you know, Greece is on the table as well, so we'll see. It's it's hard to plan with it, some of the travel COVID stuff going on, so yeah, we're gonna wait right. and see. And now, obviously, with the new uh, the new strand Omicron, whatever. Uh, yeah, ooh, that's tough. Hopefully, it works I know, out. and I. Yeah, I'm hoping some of it clears the air and, and we can go. But I would hate to go somewhere that had a ton of restrictions and not get to experience the full, you know, the full country. Yeah, although I would think if you're allowed into Bora Bora, there's probably not that many restrictions because there's not that many, like, people around, right? So people, you're a little yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a tough flight, though. That's like 24 hours or whatever. Are you prepared for that? That's a lot of Selling Sunset episodes you have to watch on the flight. (laughs) Right? That's like, what, 24 Selling Sunset episodes? I might need to wait till they release a new season and and then take the trip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, push it back. (laughs) That's awesome. Obviously, all very beautiful destinations. I hope you're able to to get to it, definitely. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on Instagram, and, and hopefully we make it there. I hope so. All right, Kelsey, last question. The holidays are coming up. I got to know, what is your favorite holiday movie? Ooh. Like two? I'm going to pick two. That's fine. Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon. That's a funny and one. And Classic Elf, of course. All right, you like the comedy ones. Four Christmases I is do. real funny. There, there's a lot of hidden gem Christmas. quotes. There are. I, I love Reese Witherspoon. I, I, I think... She's just such a great actress, and um, that that we our family always watches that one, and it's just a good laugh every year. Absolutely. At one point, my brother could quote the entire taboo scene. I don't know if he still can, but the can, but that's a great scene. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's great. Oh man, that is probably my favorite scene. And then obviously, Elf is great. I haven't seen it on yet on TV, so I gotta be on the lookout for it. I haven't either, actually, now that you say that. Maybe December 1st is the the trigger for the Christmas movies. Maybe. I've seen Home Alone and Christmas Vacation on like 37 times already, though. So let's go with Elf. Ah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's still an eligible Christmas TV show. I haven't seen it either. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, though. Been, I've been on Netflix. I haven't been checking the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Too much selling sunset. <laughs> well, with done, then I can go back to the Christmas movies. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast. I really loved talking all about your great basketball career, and it seems like you're doing really well outside of basketball. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Bridget. It was great talking with you and really appreciate the opportunity to be part of your podcast. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Kelsey Budd. Hope you enjoyed it. Really awesome to hear about her great career at Bradley and seems that she's doing really well since graduation. I loved her thoughts on Michelle Young. Really cool that they were teammates. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.